jobs numbers miss again, stimulus talks getting close to a deal, and COVID-19 numbers continue to rise. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The markets are higher today, but just by a smidge. The Dow Jones is up 121 points, NASDAQ up 39 points, and the S&P 500 up 18 points. All the while, the VIX continues to drop, and it is literally about to break down through 20. It's currently at 20.76 points. The VIX CBO volatility index, oh my goodness, this thing could be dropping through 20. And if this drops through 20, be ready for a huge jump in the markets because that is a huge bullish sign and that will be an excellent excellent upside surprise to this market but we never know it might not break it and it will be interesting to see what happens now digging into the headlines of the day as we always do here on the running with the money podcast COVID-19 numbers continue to rise and unfortunately this pandemic continues to get worse and it is not looking like it's going to get better any time soon. We're now getting word of a few delays on the vaccine, which is just not good news. And numbers are going through the roof. We are hitting huge hospitalization numbers, numbers that we have not even seen. And well, the outlook is looking grim. Total cases in the United States now totaling 14.14 million as of yesterday. Deaths of 276,401 and more lockdowns and restrictions continue to be implemented. And what do you do in this time of COVID-19 growth, in this boom of infection cases? Well, it doesn't seem to be affecting the markets and the markets, well, they don't seem to be pricing it in. And whether that's a good thing or not, we have to prepare. And that is why I want once again, push the barbell approach. I'm going to push it every single episode. How about that? We all know what the barbell approach is. That is where you have reopening plays on one side and the COVID-19 stay-at-home names and technology names and growth names that can do well, pandemic or not, on the other side. So both sides of your portfolio, well, one side's always strong in any situation, unless, of course, the whole entire market collapses. But I don't believe that is going to happen again for quite a while. But we have to dig in to really the main headline of the week, and that would be jobs number misses. Yes, that's right. The jobs number missed for November. Uh, Non-farm payrolls increased by 245,000 in November. They were expected to increase by 440,000. That is unfortunate, and that is down from the 610,000 in October. So these numbers just aren't good whatsoever. In fact, they're quite bad. Um, If you're looking at you know, on an overall trend basis, this is definitely taking us out of trend. On the last episode, when we talked about jobs numbers and the huge miss um, that it incurred or the slight beat, I forget exactly what it was. It was slowing. I believe it was a miss. It was the first miss in quite a while. And we noted that this is not a good sign. This could be very bad. This could be very negative. Um, This is a negative sign for the markets because that would mean that our reopening is definitely slowing and could be going back into a recession. And it seems that trend is coming true in live action. As we are seeing today, non-farm payrolls once again increased by only 245,000. That is a huge miss from the 440,000 expected. That is not good. And when you, you know, you make an outlook for Q1 of 2021 and the end of this year, 
that slowdown is um, very worrying and it is all seems to be based on COVID-19. So I do have my eyes on that. I do have my eyes on this COVID-19 growth and these job number, you know, these job numbers, it just is not good. A miss is not favorable and I am not excited about that whatsoever. And by the way, this is a bit off topic, but take two, we called it UPS. We called it and literally UPS is at 168. We called that at 160, if not lower. And we called take two at 160 and that is now at 181. So next time I make a call and I continue to push it every show, please, please, please do the research, check it out. And if you bought it, congratulations. Um, and that is what I always encourage. No, I didn't say listen to me. I said do the research of the stock that I am hinting at. Um, because you shouldn't just go off my research. You should do all your own research and figure out um, why you like the stock and whether you like the stock and why I like it. And that is kind of the goal. I'm just here to tip you off and say, hey, how about you check this out? How about you check this out? That is the goal here. It is not to give you direct tips just to go buy willy-nilly on my calls. Please do not do that because I'm not always right as any investor is never always right. I mean, Warren Buffett has lost plenty of times. He's also won plenty of times, but still, you know, if he says buy something, don't just go willy nilly and buy off his call, you know, do some research on it. It's likely good, but don't just go willy nilly buying on that call. Now getting away from that, and we have to shift in to stimulus talks. Stimulus talks, once again, are gaining steam. And this is excellent. This is excellent news for literally, I would say, anyone within the market right now on either side of, say, your barbell and your portfolio, um, really on either side of the market. When it comes to stimulus, it's going to be great for the reopening plays, and the market will lead um, or will be led by these reopening plays. And when I say reopening plays, I mean Capri Holdings, um, SPG, Seven Property Brothers. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. GE, Honeywell, Boeing. I mean, we can just keep on going with the list of plays for reopening. Um, but the reopening plays, you know, the airlines, the cruise lines, the travel stocks, those will lead the market if we get a stimulus deal. And right behind it will be the huge tech names and the names that do well, whether we have stimulus or not, because that just means a boost for them. And at the end of the day, that is what we have to watch out for. We have to watch out for this VIX dropping below 20, and we have to watch out for these stimulus talks because, you know, these stimulus talks, if we get a stimulus deal, and it's hopeful, just yesterday, Thursday, Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell spoke, and nothing negative came out of that meeting. Not only that, but both sides said the deals within reach, and, the you know, at the end of the day, you know, the one person that's been holding this up has seems to be Mitch McConnell, and he has now changed. Um, both sides have changed. You have Nancy Pelosi's side saying, okay, we can do a smaller deal, and you have Mitch McConnell coming in and saying, okay, um, we can probably do a little bigger deal. So this is literally what everyone wanted, and if we get this, I expect huge upside in the markets short term, not long term, but I expect a little short term boost to cash in on some sweet gains. Now, we have so many stocks that we have broken down since the last episode. We took a little break this week. Um, there was no episode on Wednesday, and therefore, we have like four breakdowns that we have not yet covered on the show, but we're not going to cover every single one of those, so I picked the two most important ones that I felt we needed to go over. Now, a lot of you have been asking me about this one social media stock. At least, I call it a social media stock because it, there's really not that many social media plays um, in the market, but this one is Pinterest. Yes, 
Pinterest is an absolute monster. I really am surprised and taken back by how well Pinterest has done. Um, I thought their their big boost on earnings that took them pretty much from like 20 bucks a share to 68 was insane. But sure enough, it's still up huge. It's at 68 bucks per share. The analysts have upgraded it big time. And I was quite impressed with the numbers. I am quite impressed with the numbers. And we are going to go through them today. So when I last checked, Pinterest was trading at roughly a... $42.3 billion market cap. Now, that is quite high um, for the company. You know, it's trading definitely beyond earnings. And, you know, it's it's tough with these companies because a lot of these companies are trading at like 30 times earnings and Pinterest is trading at, you know, like 30 times earnings. But that is simply how it goes. Um, you never really know. And I take that back. They're not trading 30 times earnings, 30 times sales, I believe. Um, so yes, 30 times sales and 21 times price to book, not earnings. I apologize, but still it is definitely a stretch valuation and you know, Pinterest is just an excellent name when it comes to social media. I think they're one of the next big players in social media. Um, right up there with say, I'd put them in the Snapchat level of things. Um, and we've dug into Snapchat and Snapchat's a great company, but I like Pinterest a little more than Snapchat. And there's a few reasons why, and we'll go over those. So as we all know, Pinterest is a platform that allows users to scroll through endless images and videos representing a theme, idea, product, or a service. And given the platform's layout, it can be used for e-commerce and can be monetized actually quite easily, um, which is excellent. Um, Everyone likes the fact that a social platform can be monetized easily. One of the issues with, with uh, say, Snapchat was that it couldn't be monetized easily. Um, where are you going to put the ads in Snap? And people found that hard, and Snap struggled with that for quite a while. And eventually they figured it out, but it was quite difficult. And in Pinterest, that's not difficult. You just throw it in with all the thousands of posts you're always scrolling through because it's not one post at a time. It's like a collage of posts you're scrolling through. So you can just insert them all over the place and you see them and you get hooked on it and it's a cool image and people um if you actually check statistics um the original leader in this advertising and i believe they still are in advertising and the rate of purchase is instagram and that is not surprising and here's why it's not surprising because people are going to see the image of a product that looks excellent um and the images always draw in people more than i would say like a catchy headline for sales um if they see a dope looking product um if they see a not dope but like a good looking product an attractive product to them they're likely to click on it check it out and buy and that's why pinterest is so easily monetizable and i like that and you know you really look at their numbers and they're excellent um global monthly active users in the most recent earnings report which was their third quarter report increased by 37 percent year over year that is a whop uh to a whopping 442 million monthly active users so i did indeed like that and not only that but in 2020 as a whole they've added over 100 million maus so I am very excited about that. I'm excited that Pinterest is now seeing this boom in growth. And whether it's because of the pandemic or not, I believe a lot of these people are going to continue to be hooked on Pinterest um, and stay hooked on Pinterest. And I don't see their user base going anywhere. I have a Pinterest account. I don't use it that much. Um, but what I do use it for is like getting cool quotes for Instagram posts. And that is, that's the great thing is Pinterest has so many uses. It is crazy. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it's on a ton of people's phones, you know, and I think once people get it, they're hooked on it just like any other social platform. And that's why I do like Pinterest. Now, taking a look at 
the Q3 report um, compared to last year. And we have to look at the average global revenue per user, the ARPU. Um, now, in 2019, that number averaged 95 cents. And in the most recent Q3 report in 2020, that number averaged $1.03. So they are seeing improvement on the average global revenue per user, which is excellent. And they are also management is making deals with other companies to bring in even more advertising revenue to bring in even more advertisers and expand their customer base on the advertiser side of things you're making a deal with shopify which basically allows people to shop shopify product catalogs directly on the shopify platform so say um i believe gymshark started as a shopify shop um and if it still was you know what makes it so great is the fact that literally all you'd have to do is that catalog would be on Pinterest already. So you could just shop the Gymshark stuff It was if it was, say, a Shopify catalog. So that is excellent. Now, we have to dig into the numbers, and we always dig into the numbers. And shifting into the Q3 report, it was a beat. Um, Pinterest beat on EPS expectations with an EPS of $0.13 cents versus the analyst EPS consensus estimate of $0.03. Cents. Um, revenues also continued to grow with Q3 revenues topping $443 million in Q3, representing a 58% growth in revenues year over year. Not only that, not only that, but management also delivered Q4 guidance, and they expect revenues to grow roughly 60% year over year, which was excellent. Now, on the downside, there were some negatives to this report. Pinterest continues to run a loss and reported a net loss of negative $94 million, which represents roughly 21% of total revenues. On the other hand, uh, the adjusted EBITDA came in at $93 million, so it kind of leveled out, um, but that was a negative in the report. Now, what is most impressive to me about Pinterest, and I always love digging into companies' balance sheets, is their balance sheet. They have no debt on the balance sheet. Their liabilities are at $366 million. And then you get to their assets and cash and short-term investments. In my own mind, they far outweigh the liabilities and debts. In fact, total assets came in at $2.3 billion, and cash and short-term investments came in at $6.149 billion much higher than their debt and liabilities, which is exactly what you want to see on a balance sheet. Now, taking a look at the valuation, and we went over this at the beginning of this little breakdown here, price to sales are at roughly 30 times and price to books at roughly 21 times. So the stock is relatively pricey. So waiting for a pullback, um, given how far it has run this year, might be warranted. I mean, the stock has run over 267% this year, which is insane. So I think you kind of at some point need to say, okay, let's let's let the stock take a breather. Let's wait a little bit. And if it pulls back, I'll buy some, I'll nibble at it. And then if it pulls back even harder, I'll add a ton to it. And then in the long run, I'm going to make money. But I want you to wait just a tad bit um, to see if this pulls back at all. Now, Pinterest also reported, you know, after the report, they you know, got a ton of upgrades. They got a ton of upgrades from analysts, but that's partially because the price targets were already so low. Um, the price targets still are quite neutral. The mean price target is 68 bucks a share. The high price target is 80. Um, so there's really uh, your risk to reward. You have much more risk, in my opinion, on Pinterest than you do reward if you were to buy it now. Now, um, the big money is also quite involved. You know, 70.52% of Pinterest is owned by institutions. Top holders are the Vanguard Group, BlackRock Institutional Trust, and Melvin Capital Management. So it's it's tough to say whether you buy it now or wait. Um, you take a look at the chart. This thing is just so extended. I think you wait a little bit on Pinterest. 
Um, it's such a great company. Maybe nibble on some here. You know, it's been kind of flat. And if it pulls back, pick some up and continue to pick some up if you really like it. But that is one definitely to dig into and do some research on it if you want a social media play. Now, we're going to go right in to the king of social media plays, and that is Facebook. We finally got, me and the team finally got to a Facebook breakdown, and we have to break this stock down because it is such a monster in the social media space. And that is going to be the focus of today's episode. So, Facebook, $816 billion market cap. Craziness. Um, and what's really one of the most crazy statistics I have found on Facebook is that they connect 42% of Earth's population. That is insane to me. That's bonkers. One company connects 42% of the population. That is crazy. And they continue to see double-digit growth even though they're all the way up here. Um, Facebook recently acquired a CRM startup called Customer for over a billion dollars. Management noted that this acquisition will add even more services to small businesses on the platform and expand their possibilities. Now, when you break down the stock, 93%, roughly 93% of the stock price, according to Trefus, is based on their Facebook advertising segment. So a majority of the stock is based on the advertising segment of Facebook. That's where they make their big money. Um, 1% is only based on payments, fees, and Oculus. And then a whole 5.2% is based on cash. So the stock really is not well diversified. Um, it is mostly on advertising revenues. So that's always the number to keep an eye on. Now, shifting in the earnings, Facebook beat Third quarter expectations delivering a $2.71 EPS, which is up 28% versus the EPS consensus estimate of $1.91 um, for the third quarter. Facebook also managed to see double-digit growth under the hood once again. Facebook reported Q3 revenues of $21.470 billion, representing a 22% increase year over year in revenues, which is excellent. I'm not sure you can ask for much more. Now, if you break those revenues down, $21.221 billion out of the $21.470 billion came from advertising revenues, and that's why the stock is based so much on advertising revenues, while just $249 million of revenue came from other streams. Um, so, you know, that is why so much of the stock is based on that advertising revenue. So you can't really um, call it a negative, the fact that it's all based on the Facebook advertising segment, because that is literally their whole business. Now, on the downside, total cost and expenses increased by a whopping 28% in Q3 to total $13.430 billion. On the flip side of that, income from operations increased 12% to $8 billion, um, $8.04 billion, and net income continued to increase as well by 29% to $7.8 for $6 billion. So not bad numbers there. Now, when it comes to the user numbers, because as we noted, and we have noted before, the most important numbers in these social media stocks are their user numbers. And we are going to dig into those right now for Facebook. When it comes to the user numbers, Facebook continue to see growth. Average daily active users increased 12% to 182 billion dollars. Monthly active users increased by 12% to 2.7 billion, not dollars, 8.2 billion and uh, 2.74 billion. And then family daily active people increased by 15% to 2.54 billion users. So that is excellent. We saw, you know, vast increases just there. I saw an increase of 12%. 
in active daily users and increase it by 12% in monthly active users. And when it comes to family daily active people, that increased by 15%. So I liked the numbers I saw there. Now, management did note some major risk going in to the next quarter, and that would be iOS 14. Um, these lawsuits coming down from the government for antitrust, and that is about it. Now, I'm not super worried about the antitrust stuff because that has been going on for years and they've done absolutely nothing. And the likelihood is that we're going to have a gridlocked government and they're going to still do nothing. So I am really not worried by the antitrust um, lawsuits that could be coming and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, digging into the balance sheet real quick, total debt, they only have $528 million in debt. Um, for a company of this size, that's impressive. Total liabilities of $28 billion, total assets of $146 billion, and short and cash and short-term investments of $55 billion. Super strong balance sheet. Um, when you really look at the, the uh, valuation of the stock, the price to earnings is roughly 30 times, the price to sales roughly 10 times, the price to book roughly 7 times, and the price to cash flow roughly 20. Um, so, you know, it's not overextended for me. These FANG stocks typically trade far um, exceeding their forward earnings. And, you know, I'm, I'm not super disappointed about this valuation. I think you can still buy it here. This valuation is not overdone by no means. Management has also done a great job. Their return on equity is 23.87%. Their return on assets is 18.66%. And the return on invested capital is 20.58%. So I don't think you can act for, ask for much better. Um, the price targets continue to be bullish. High price targets, $375. Uh, mean price targets, $323. And the low price targets, $270 per share. So overall, it's quite bullish. The big money owns 77.99% of it. You know, and the typicals own a huge amount of that. You know, you got the Vanguard Group and BlackRock and Fidelity. They all have huge holdings in Facebook, and I don't think Facebook is going anywhere. So, in the long term, I like Facebook, and I really don't think um, any of these headwinds that management noted are going to take the company down by no means. I don't think they're going to greatly affect the company. I think they're a short-term worry and not a long-term worry, and I expect Facebook to continue to see double-digit growth in the years to come, and I think uh, Facebook will continue to do well in the long term, and I pick, I think you pick it up um, if you truly believe that social media is the future, and I do. And not only is Facebook just a social media platform, it's actually turning into a media, uh, sales media platform. You know, and what I mean by that is, you know, they now have the Facebook Marketplace and a small businesses area, and I really do like that. And I think Facebook is becoming more of a marketplace rather than a social media platform, almost like a 50-50 split. So I really do like that. Now, we have to dig into the balance sheet before we round out the show here in the final minutes. And here are some names that we are checking out. Of course, we're checking out all of the tech names. Uh, Apple, Microsoft, Salesforce got hit after that stellar earnings beat and then a Slack acquisition. I like it. I think you buy Salesforce. You know, the fact that that stock is down is absolutely ridiculous. I do hold it in a portfolio I manage. Shouldn't be down. Um, and I actually did add. Now, I like Amazon. I like Google. I like NVIDIA. I like Tesla. Um, I like Facebook. I like the trade desk. I mean, what a monster. We called that. It's about to break 900. We called the trade desk, me and the team, at literally, I believe it was like 740. And now it's at 900. So, you know, I think that just goes to show that, you know, sometimes you just, you have to act quickly, do the research, and buy. Um, all the ARK ETFs, I love. Those are just excellently managed ETFs, great holdings, and they are well positioned for the future. Starbucks, an excellent name. It's at 102 bucks a share. Finally broke 100. I'm impressed with that. 
They have a meeting, um, a big conference coming up within the next few weeks here, somewhere in the next few weeks. Um, so that could act as a catalyst. J&J, Microsoft, AMD could break to the upside here. It has to break. It has a strong resistance at the top end level. Um, but if it breaks that, could be big up to the upside. Um, I like DraftKings. I like Penn National. You know, there's just so many great names that Lockheed Martin, BlackRock, Berkshire, SPG, CMG, Chegg, um, you know, AVGO. It just, the list keeps going on. TGX, UPS, I think is a stellar buy still. Verizon, take two. Um, Marvell, they just reported earnings. They're down two bucks today. They met earnings um, right in line, and they announced an acquisition not too long ago. Might be a good pickup here. Uh, Zoom, you know, that's down $2.70 today. If that thing ever bottoms out, maybe pick some up at the bottom. Um, but you want to have an eye on that to make sure you catch the bottom. You know, CrowdStrike is just super impressive. Work is going to become Salesforce, so I'm not even going to note that. DocuSign is not going anywhere. It's up 16 points today. It's up 7%. That thing can keep on going. DocuSign is not going anywhere. We've noted this many times on the show. Um, but we are going to leave the watch list there. Oh, and Shopify. Absolutely love Shopify. It's back up over a 1,000. So we are ending out the show right here. Thank you all for listening to the Running With The Money podcast once again. Next week, we will be back to our regular schedule every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can follow me and my team at Running With The Money or me on Twitter where I post literally all the running with the money content, my own personal opinion. I post everything on Twitter. Um, go follow me at Luke Dene on Twitter. Thank you all for listening. I will see you Monday. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and have an excellent weekend.